Hey guys, this is the WillMalone.com podcast with your host, Will Malone. This is episode 76, a bonus episode. I bet you didn't expect to get one of these today. Um, basically, I'm recording an episode because I didn't like where I left the last episode because I kind of hate myself for talking about politics. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I kind of hate myself for talking about politics. In the last episode, I don't think I crossed the line. I don't think I have any new haters since then. Maybe I do. Um, my follower count has dropped by a couple, but I don't think anything major. Maybe some people are like, ugh, like, why? He finally broke his blood oath. And maybe I did. Um, and anyway, <laughs> anyways, um, I feel like I veered toward that territory, territory before. I don't know if I've ever gotten that specific, but still, I just, it's gross. And, you know, it's funny how we have this urge to comment on things and you feel like you almost have to kind of like I said in the last one. And so I kind of understand like seeing somebody whose work I like, and then they kind of delve into that and you're like, why? Like, why, why are you doing this? Like, why are you kind of undermining your work by, um, getting down in the mud with everybody else? And, um, you know, I just feel like I kind of got down in the mud and I just didn't, you know, I, I really, uh, I hate myself for it to be honest with you. <laughs> No, not really. Um, I'm not ashamed of my opinion. However, it's just like, who am I? Like, wh why do I need to uh, debase myself by talking about all this stuff as well? And I'm not saying you can't talk about it. I'm not saying nobody should be talking about it. Um, but again, there's so many other things to focus on and so many other parts of life that we could be commenting on all the time rather than just all the nonsense from all of the horrible people that choose to run for office um anyway anyway so I was like you know I'm gonna make amends I'm gonna I'm gonna come out with another episode about something I wanted to talk about last week but then you know got caught off guard by the world and uh truth be told I shouldn't have you know I really shouldn't have um but no uh basically I want to talk about shooting film in this one so if you are you know here for um you know, marketing, business, uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about that, but I want to talk about shooting film. And, and I, I know I have some people who listen to this podcast who may not be necessarily interested in this topic, but I kind of, I kind of wanted to fold it into like a modern day photography business, which I find interesting because the big question is to some people in the photography world is why would you be shooting film? Digital so much better. Um, it's so much easier, faster, and largely a lot of the people who asked that question, you know, used to shoot film professionally or had to deal with it on a, on a big, a bigger scale, whether they were in a job that required them to shoot film or, you know, they ran a photography business that required them to shoot film. Um, so you hear that from, especially a lot of, uh, like the older generation who, when they hear that us young guns are out here shooting, shooting film, they kind of ask that question. And I've definitely been exposed to a lot of old school photographers throughout my career, just being in Chattanooga. And there's just a, there's just a lot of them. There's a big, uh, when I, when I lived in Chattanooga, that's just home to a large photography community because of, you know, Olin Mills and all that kind of stuff that was there. So there's a lot of uh, older photographers there. And, uh, and then, you know, living in the print world, you've, met a lot of them because you ended up printing their stuff um and anytime you'd say yeah i shoot a little film they would be like why you know 
Um, and I would say a lot of people who ask that also tend to go overboard with digital effects because there's so much power. Um, and only to discover that really, um, as digital photography has matured, that, um, the best digital photos kind of look like film, you know, because it turns out it's like a timeless look. Um, so why shoot film in 2021? Well, I do it first off because I enjoy it because I just find it, um, uh, it, it teaches me things, teaches me discipline. Um, digital kind of lets me, you know, I feel like oftentimes I'm machine gunning, um, just to like, I go there, I see the image I want, but I, I, I want to make sure I get it. So sometimes I'll like, you know, just hit the button a lot just to make sure I got the shot and then I'll have to go sift through them all. And with film, you can't do that because every shot's expensive. Um, and again, that's fairly obvious observation about film is that it's expensive and it's harder to find or whatever. But I got to say, um, I have, over Christmas, it really hit me as I was looking um, through photos I had shot of my grandmother who passed away um, last month. And I was looking at these photos that I shot of her with film. I shot with my Yashica, like, twin reflex camera. And I, like, you know, the one where you look down like a periscope um, into. It's got the two lenses on the front. It's very cool. It's my fa It's one of my favorite cameras to use. It's just so satisfying. Um and it's, you know, fully manual and all that. So I used to carry it around a lot more, and I've started to carry it around recently, especially um, as my daughter's about to be born. I'm probably going to use it a lot just to document family stuff um, just because it just feels it, it just feels cool, and I enjoy it. Um, but basically, I was looking at the photos of my grandmother, and I just thought, wow, these are, you know, they're more meaningful, obviously, now that she's no longer here, but... It also just felt more, I don't know, like like there was something kind of timeless about it. There was something kind of different, less clean about it, I guess. Um, the only thing I can compare it to is a memory, is thinking about a memory. Um, how you have like the important parts. When you think of a memory, you have the important parts, but there's kind of a, there's a lack of detail. And so like, you know, there's parts that aren't in focus, but you get what you get what you're after in the photo. So there's, you know, you may not have it totally sharp, but it's something about the color, the texture, the shadows, all that stuff. It just, it's, it just makes a better photo. Um, uh, depending, obviously it depends on what you're after when shooting photos. It depends on what you're after when taking a picture. Um, but if you're documenting something, I really think film does a lot better of a job in a lot of ways. Uh, and it just, it feels, it gives you a more tactile feel to photography. And I feel like often photography feels a lot like using your phone. It's just very computery. Um, and believe it or not, even though I'm, you know, pretty tech savvy and, you know, I do tech stuff for people all the time. I really, I'm really not, I don't, I'm not in love with technology. I'm, I, I, in fact, I try to use it to a certain level and then I stop. Like I, I try not to go too deep. I, I like to use what I need from it and that's about it. Um, if, if I didn't do this photography thing, I don't know if I'd really use social media all that much to be honest with you. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, and, and also film kind of reminds us of a time where, um, people were selling images for a living. I'm, I'm listening. I'm in the middle of this podcast. Uh, if, if you know the cinematographer, Roger Deakins, 
he has a podcast and so I, I've started listening to it and I've listened to a couple episodes and he's interviewing this one Flemish photographer who was just talking about his career over time and he's he's older so he's you know started doing black and white only because he said it was cheap because you could you know develop it yourself and I find myself doing uh, that a lot as I, I like shooting black and white film because it's cheap and I can develop it at home colors a little more complicated I could do color developing at home but I just would rather send it off um, so uh, but back then you know you would work for magazines and that was like one of the big things you could do with photography um, but also just the way a lot of these guys these old photographers have like you know, they publish books and they, they, uh, you know, get represented. They go to museums, all this stuff. There's a, there's a time when photography was more about the image rather than the photographer necessarily behind the camera or, um, even, you know, teaching photography. Right. Um, and now I feel like photography, because we have so many images, it's kind of not about the image anymore. It's about, the industry the world around photography it's about selling things around photography not just images so you know uh, i i don't i mean truth be told i only know I, I can think of like one photographer off the top of my head um maybe two who um makes a living selling photos kind of like i'm i'm doing uh on willmalone.com where all your uh, where you can buy prints on uh, paper and metal uh, but I know one photographer who, who for years made a living off selling his photos at a market or whatever, and that's how he made his living. I don't really know that many people that do that. Um, now, a lot of people shoot weddings. A lot of people do real estate. A lot of people just do, uh, you know, commissioned client work or, you know, they sell presets or they teach photography or whatever. So it's a different world than it was where being a photographer was kind of a, it was an, more of an artistic enterprise or an editorial enterprise. Which, um, and it's very cha it's changed a lot in that way, and I think that has to do a lot with uh, switching from film to digital. So, um, uh, what was I saying? So, I'm folding film a bit. So, I, I've thought about this a lot, and one of my goals I posted on Instagram the other day, on Instagram stories, how I would like to fold my film work into... Uh, basically selling my images on my website. So I sell images on my website, and um, truth be told, people don't care unless it's a good photo, right? Like, if you see a bunch of my photos on my website and you want to buy one to hang on your wall, do you necessarily care if it's film or digital? Actually, this is a good question. So if you do care, you should uh, send me an email at will at willmalone.com. And... Um, Tell me, do you care if it's film or digital? Would you be more inclined to buy a photo if you knew it was film? Um, or does it matter? And to me, I kind of tend to think it doesn't matter because I, I think that it's just a tool in my toolbox. And I like some of the colors that I can get with film. In fact, uh, accompanying this episode, I'm going to um, – post a photo of one of my favorite film shots I've, I've shot of just a glass of beer. It's kind of, it's kind of a crazy shot. Um, that's like a double exposure on my Yashica and, uh, that I shot, I don't know, three years ago. Um, and I'll, I'm going to post that with this and, you know, I'm telling you it's film, but would you have known, would you have cared? You know, does it, does it matter? Um, 
And so if I were to post that on my website for sale and say it was film, would you be like, oh, this is film, so this must be more special in some way, right? And I think an image is an image in 2021. So, and because of that, I think a lot of people would think, well, I'll just do digital all the time. Well, I think, well, I can also do film. And so I'm always looking for new avenues that I can document small towns um, and and sh shoot new places that I go to add to my like fine art photography library of, of images. And I think that if I started doing some film stuff, if I make them look good, I think I could still get the same effect. So I'm, I'm my attempt in 2021, this is just a fun goal I have is to kind of fold in some film work with my regular work. And it, it is different. It's harder. And I will say it's harder because, um, I do, there's some editing techniques I use and do on Lightroom or whatever that kind of in a weird way have defined a style because I'm using the same camera, the same computer, the same tools. Um, and so my film shots kind of, they don't necessarily look like I shot them because there's very little I do to them after. Um, so it, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. It's, it's kind of weird. I have a couple, uh, ones that I've, I've, found as I'm scanning through all my stuff. I got a scanner for Christmas. So I'm scanning through all my negatives and things. So there's a couple that, um, I've never posted that I'm, I think would make great additions to the image library. And, uh, so anyway, why shoot film in 2021? Um, because I want to, but no, the real answer is I think that, um, if anyone ever asked if they should try film or shoot film or whatever as a photographer, I think absolutely. Um, I think we should kind of lean on it more um, as a medium just because while it seems out of date, I would say that it's almost not in a weird way. There's a whole community on Instagram and Reddit and stuff, the analog community, and I, I follow a lot of those guys. And um, it's just such an interesting group. It's like a, It's like looking into decades ago the kinds of photographers that are out there that only shoot film. That's all they're interested in. And I kind of understand it because – digital gets kind of gets kind of boring to me um and um you know i'm kind of looking at maybe switching camera systems and that kind of stuff just to kind of uh not soon but maybe later this year just to kind of like shake things up a little bit because oftentimes you feel like you hit the bottom of what makes digital interesting and i think the biggest problem i have with that is that if I'm not interested in what it can offer, then my work's not going to be as good. And so film is just a great way to kind of like bail from digital, kind of shake up how you see things. Every time I, I quit using digital for a while and go to film, I always come back with a fresh outlook and also more discipline and I'm a better photographer for it. So, um, but yeah, go, the film community is very interesting on Instagram. I, I'm trying to think of a couple that I would, I would follow right now. Um, but a lot of them are hobbyists or a lot of them have, you know, podcasts that they've, they've, uh, to, to kind of like talk to other analog people. And I, very few of them, I would say do it for a living. Um, I think there's the one guy, oh man, what's his name? He was, he's an actor. He was, uh, everybody hates Earl. No, no, my name is Earl. I got that mixed up with everybody hates Chris. My name is Earl guy, uh, actor. So obviously like 
photography isn't his number one thing. He's also an actor. Uh, Jason Lee, he's like a big analog photographer now, and he does photo books and stuff. And so it's kind of out there still, but I just feel like mainstream like photo and photo influencers and stuff just aren't doing that. It's still kind. It's kind of this this world of selling images and kind of being the artist photographer kind of died when digital happened in a way. Uh, updates on willmalone.com. Uh, I put up a Friday blog about it. Basically, um, I put up a commercial client's page where if you are a commercial client, you can fill out a form, tell me about yourself, about your project, what images you're kind of into, and then we can talk about, um, you know, sprucing up your space. Uh, basically, um, I have uh, kind of made the sizing less complicated on the site um, just on retail prints. So if you go buy a print now, it's available on paper and metal. Those are the two best-selling ones. The metal is the brushed aluminum, kind of really cool, shiny, new dimension kind of material. And then the paper is like an archival mat that lasts forever. And uh, so th there are four sizes now available just to make it less confusing. I would notice, I think I talked about this uh, a few weeks ago, I would notice a lot of people abandoning their cart and you could see that there was like a bunch of, just because there were too many sizes. That's my theory, at least. Um, and so there's now, um, 11 by 17 is the smallest, small. Medium uh, is 16 by 24. Uh, large is 32 by 24. And XL is uh, 30 by 40. And so those are all the aspect ratios of the photos that I actually take. And I wrote a Friday blog about that, about how photo sizing does not make sense. Uh, a couple weeks ago as well. Um, so that's just to simplify it. And then if you sign up on the commercial client page, you'll have access to XXL prints, um, like much bigger ones, because, you know, you never know. Like somebody has a huge space and we need to blow it up to, you know, eight feet or something crazy. Um, and then some other materials as well. Um, and, you know, I'm going to have special edition stuff and new products and all this stuff coming. Um, pop-up shop happening this spring, kind of working out that and t-shirts I'm working on right now. I'm trying to, trying to get those figured out. Um, but spring and summer are going to be kind of big. We're going to, we're going to have all kinds of new products and, uh, yeah, you can read more about that at wimalone.com slash blog and get another podcast episode regularly scheduled this week. I just had to give you something else. So shooting film questions, uh, would you, do you care? film or digital or do you just want a good image um that's i guess the question of the day is it does it matter <laughs> there you go <laughs> um follow me day to day on instagram at wilmalone.com or at wilmalone and then go to wilmalone.com for everything else and i will talk to you on friday <laughs>